Heading into this season, there were a number of uncertainties for Syracuse football. One of them had to do with the health of starting quarterback Garrett Schrader coming off of an arm surgery. Another one had to just do with how likely this team would be to succeed. Well, Garrett Schrader has been phenomenal, looks as healthy as can be, and the Orange are off to a 4-0 start for the second straight season. And so today, we take a look back at those two questions. We evaluate the confidence in Garrett Schrader and explore the new season expectations after a perfect non-conference slate. It's your Locked On Syracuse Tuesday episode. Let's get right after it. You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? What's happening? Welcome into your Lockdown Syracuse Tuesday episode. It's boy OV saying thank you so much for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Lockdown College for $20 off your first purchase. It's a Lockdown Syracuse Tuesday episode. Today we've got a fun little conversation, and it was something that back when Matt Bonaparte and I were hosting this show together, it was something that was almost a recurring weekly segment. I would come on and give the the Garrett Schrader confidence level, right? Is it is it 40%? Is it 60%? Right? How much do I trust Garrett Schrader at this exact moment, after X number of games, after this week, whatever it was? It was a recurring segment basically last year, and that, that conversation came up pretty much every single game. And it is something that I explored a little bit preseason. But I think it is worth us diving into once again today on your Lockdown Syracuse Tuesday episode. Now, let's contextualize a little bit. In the offseason, Garrett Schrader has a surgery on the throwing arm. We hear from Dino Babers. He's going to be back. He's going to be better than ever. He's stronger than ever. We hear from Schrader early on about how good he's going to feel and all of that. And then we start to get into ACC media day. And that sentiment continues, how healthy he is, how great he is. Then preseason camp starts. And Schrader's limited. And he's on a pitch count. And they're doing a lot more dry reps without a ball than I think I've seen in the past. And maybe that's just what we were exposed to for whatever reason that might be for. But it seemed like it was very, very cautious with Garrett Schrader. And typically, and this was the point that I consistently made throughout preseason camp, I think it's it's not weird. It's not warranted to be worried about that. But I was nervous because they kept saying how good he was. And then that's what we were seeing in reality. And so that disconnect, I was very nervous about. If you told me Garrett Schrader has elbow surgery and it's a slower recovery, I'd say, sure, makes sense. He just comes off of surgery on his throwing arm. But when we heard so much how good he's going to be, how strong he's going to be, how healthy he's going to be, I was nervous. And my confidence level was not tremendously high in terms of his early season because of the health concerns. Let's fast forward two months. Syracuse is 4-0. Garrett Schrader 
is making a name for himself on a national landscape with the way he has played in the first four weeks. Uh, he made highlight tape after TikTok page, after Instagram account with his Houdini-esque uh, fake handoffs against Purdue. He's making some national name for himself. And so let's take a look at the confidence level right now. Because preseason, I don't know what the number I gave was. Um, but at that point, it wasn't great because of the, the concerns about health. We've seen him commit. We've seen him throw the ball pretty damn well. We've seen him be an absolute menace on the ground in the run game for Syracuse. And what I've seen and what I've been pretty pleased with is I think his decision-making has been pretty solid. He seems to have a very strong grasp of, of when to roll out and when to scramble and when to throw on the run versus tuck and go, when to take the sack and when to try and be uh, Houdini or the absolute magician, uh, as we've been getting many comparisons over the last two weeks with regards to his performances. When I look at him right now, sure, there's mistakes, right? A couple of interceptions have been bad. Um, the, the early season interception in, in week one or yeah, in week one against Colgate, the early interception in the end zone was bad. Uh, there are some decisions here and there, smaller decisions. Yeah. You should have pulled the ball out every once in a while, uh, or you should have let that one go, whatever it is, right? There are some flaws, right? You, you make a mistake here and there, but I am incredibly confident in Garrett Schrader right now. And the Schrader confidence meter, I want this to be like established that 100% is not attainable. I don't think I will ever be 100% confident in any quarterback. You can be Patrick Mahomes, right? The greatest quarterback in the NFL right now in terms of career-ish, you know, maybe it's more recent, but in terms of talent, Patrick Mahomes, right? Is, is that the answer? Uh, whoever you want to say. Am I 100% confident in him at all times? No. So that, that 100% is not attainable. I will say with Garrett Schrader right now, my confidence meter in him is probably 75 to 80%. And that is an incredible number. Uh, and I don't want that to sound like it's low because I don't intend that to be low. The reason that is not higher, and I think I'll probably land on 75% for, for the time being. That number can rise. I want to give it some room to grow. It's a non-conference slate, not an incredible slate by, by any stretch of the imagination. But he's done what you need him to do. He showed out, and he has consistently been outstanding this season. I wanted to look a little bit at, at the numbers in the non-conference from last year to this year, just to sort of contextualize. Now, remember, you had uh, – it was a weirder schedule last year where – you play at home to open the season against Louisville, and then you play two non-con, a home game against Virginia. So you had two ACC games in your first four games of the year, and then Wagner closed out the sort of traditional non-conference slate, the Notre Dame, uh, a non-conference game as well, technically, uh, as much as that kind of feels like an ACC game, even though it isn't. Uh, but in the three non-Notre Dame non-conference games, I wanted to focus on Schrader's uh, statistics. 240, just about, just shy of 240 passing yards a game in those three games for eight touchdowns through the air. 38 rushing yards on the floor in those three games. That was UConn, Purdue, and Wagner. So pretty similar 
to, I would say, nah, I don't know what I want to go with here. Uh, I'll, I'll say that Wagner is Colgate. UConn is probably Army. Purdue will continue saying is Purdue. Uh, I think it's the best comparison of the three, right? I mean, I, I don't know who Western Michigan compares the best with. I think UConn is better than Western Michigan. Maybe I'm wrong, uh, but who knows? Uh, if you got a strong agreement either way, let me know in the comments on YouTube. Uh, 2023, so this is the four-game split. Uh, so the touchdown number is slightly inflated, but the passing yards per game, uh, just about the same, about six yards more per game through the air in the non-conference for Schrader. Uh, but the rushing yards have more than doubled so far uh, through four games this season. And the rushing touchdowns have been what stood out to me. I'm going to take a quick break. On the other side, we'll continue this uh, and talk the confidence of Garrett Schrader. And then we'll take a look at the new season expectations for Syracuse. They're 4-0. I predicted them to be 3-1 and with a loss to Purdue, but they're 4-0. Have my expectations for the season shifted with the remembering that I believe I predicted a 7-5 and five finish for the Orange this season. Let's take a break. Let's talk about game time. Buying tickets should not have to be stressful. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets for the next big event. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee – Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Uh, there's so many things that I enjoy there. The last minute tickets, the flash deals, the zone deals, the views from the uh, from all the seats in the venue. They're low price guarantee. There's so much to like with the game time app. It's the only ticketing app that gives you a complete peace of mind with your purchase. All in prices show you the total up front. You know what you're getting, and it's a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two Taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Lockdown College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Lockdown College. L O C K E D O N College for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. All right, it's your boy Owen Valentine on the Lockdown Syracuse Tuesday episode talking. The confidence level in Garrett Schrader. And my confidence in Schrader, I, I like the decision-making a lot more this season than I did last season. And I see a little bit more effectiveness on the long ball, which was one of my concerns. And as I, I look at him and, and I break down what I've seen, he seems like a guy playing with more confidence. And his confidence is contagious on the field, on the sideline, to me as a spectator, as someone watching this team, the, the confidence is contagious. And, uh, it, you know, the comparison has been made many times this season, but it is very reminiscent of 2018 Eric Dungy, a guy that is bringing players around him uh, to, to new heights and to new levels and, and picking up for, you know, an injury here and there and, and taking an offensive line that I don't know if is playing incredibly. I think many people, myself included, would say that it's not and alleviating a lot of the issues. And that's where the confidence comes from and what warrants uh, the, the heightened okay with Garrett Schrader and this team and, and so much. And we said time and time again that Garrett Schrader dictates the success of this team this season. And to go macro, Garrett Schrader dictates the success of Dino Babers and what his future holds in terms of a contract 
whether it be an extension in Syracuse, whether it be for more money, less money, whether it be somewhere else. Garrett Schrader controls Dino Babers' destiny with how he plays this season, and he's risen to the occasion. He has shown out, yes, in non-conference play. Yes, this number could fluctuate tremendously six days from now, five days from now, as we recap what happened against Clemson, as we recap what happened against the best team defensively that Syracuse has played so far this season. This confidence level could be higher, maybe 80, 85%. It could dip pretty heavily. It could dip down to 60%, right? Especially looking at North Carolina and Florida State, uh, I, I think the confidence meter could take a bigger hit knowing who the opponent is coming up uh, on the schedule for Syracuse. Let me know. What do you guys think in terms of your confidence in Garrett Schrader? Uh, I want it to, I don't want a hundred percent to be an answer. I don't think that's feasible. I don't think that's possible. And I don't think that's realistic because based on the way he's played, he's played solid. He's not perfect. No one's perfect. And I don't think there's anyone that warrants a hundred percent confidence. There are people that warrant more confidence than others, but a hundred percent is, is damn near impossible. Uh, and, and so let's think, what is the, the realistic number for Garrett Schrader's confidence level or your confidence level in Garrett Schrader through four games. All right, let's take a look. We go macro to the season as a whole. Syracuse starts 4-0. Now, if you remember, I would said win against Colgate to get to 1-0, win against Western Michigan to get to 2-0, loss to Colgate, or not to Colgate, to Purdue to get to two wins, one loss, and then win against Army to be 3-1. and one heading into conference play. Syracuse outpaces that number, 4-0 and right now. i got a little bit of room to work with. And after the four games, I want to take a look at where I think the rest of the season can go uh, for the Orange as we take a look at the schedule and see what wins have become losses and losses become wins. We'll call this the witching hour to give the nod to Syracuse's former football player, Scott Hansen. Uh, with NFL Red Zone, right? We'll do a little witching hour where wins become losses, losses become wins. Uh, how have things changed in the four weeks since we predicted originally, or uh, the five weeks since we predicted originally? Clemson is far worse than we anticipated. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And I will say, Dabo Sweeney uh, said in his press conference today, I believe it was the Tuesday press conference, uh, the difference in championship level football is one play. And he said they're three plays away from being four and up. This is not a bad Clemson team by any stretch of the imagination, but it is a Clemson team that has lost twice in four games, which is not something that anyone expects. It's a team that lost to Duke because they came out flat uh, and didn't capitalize on opportunities, right? Outpaced Duke in terms of, I believe, total yards, first downs, time of possession, a ton, right? Clemson played better than Duke did. Duke won the football game. Clemson is down, right? You could say it's failure to use the portal. You could say it's Dabo Sweeney. It seems like confidence in Dabo Sweeney's taken a tremendous hit this season, uh, especially down in South Carolina. It's an easier game than anticipated. I still think Syracuse goes one and two in this stretch. That was my original take. I think the original take was that Syracuse loses to Clemson and Florida State, beats North Carolina. 
I think Syracuse, and this is maybe I regret this, maybe it changes later in the week, but right now I say Syracuse beats Clemson is the most likely victory of those three. Uh, so let's say that. So Syracuse will be 5-0, and lose back-to-back to North Carolina and Florida State. Uh, argue with me about those, I'd be astonished. Uh, I, I think they both look really, really good. Uh, I am absolutely sold on Florida State. I don't think their performance against Clemson is that alarming. I think Clemson is still an incredible football team who consistently brings in the best of the best recruits, right? That is a team. It's sort of like when Syracuse, who was you know coming off of that Clemson loss last season and is still a ranked team, Uh, and is playing Notre Dame, a team that's down and unranked and all of that junk. And Notre Dame still beats the living daylights out of Syracuse because of their size, because of the recruiting caliber that they have, right? I still, I look at things like that. That's what that Clemson-Florida State game is, right? Clemson has those players. And so Florida State, maybe getting a break, right, with a missed field goal, uh, I, I still think they're as legit as they come in terms of the ACC and college football this season. Um, So I don't think Syracuse wins either of those, but now we go to some fun. Uh, So they're five and two, which I think everybody uh, will undoubtedly take is a five and two start given the three game stretch that Syracuse has upcoming. Uh, Then you get into some of the, the remaining games for the Orange. And what I see this year is Syracuse with a pretty fortunate draw in terms of its opponents. You've got Virginia Tech, who is one and three on the season right now, yet to play a conference opponent. I don't know off the top of my head Virginia Tech's schedule. Let me Google it as I talk. Uh, But I don't recall it being uh, like the most brutal schedule to warrant. Uh, Yeah, they lost to Purdue. 24-17. 24-17. They lost to Marshall 24-17. They lost to Rutgers by 21. And they beat Old Dominion. Okay. Virginia Tech is, is a cakewalk at this point in time. That means six and two for Syracuse. Uh, and what's next after that? You go from there. Uh, that game is on the road in Blacksburg. You come back to the dome for a Boston College game. Uh, Boston College is also one in three. They have played two conference games. Uh, I believe, uh, yes, they played Florida State uh, pretty close. Um, you know, Florida State escapes in that game, and maybe, you know, you'll say what you want. It was a two-point game, really, really solid game. Uh, but at the same time, BC only beat Holy Cross by three. They lost to Northern Illinois, uh, and they got spanked by Louisville, who I will say, uh, if you're Syracuse, you should be really, really excited that Louisville's not on the schedule this season. So they're six and two. Make that seven and two. Uh, here's where we get funky. We go to Pittsburgh or against Pittsburgh. Pitt's not great either, right? You're looking at these teams that are not doing what Syracuse did in the non-conference slate. Pitt lost to Cincinnati. They lost to West Virginia. They lost to UNC. That's a more notable trio of losses, I will say. Um, but, I mean, Syracuse's schedule after these three weeks is nuts in terms of simplicity. Um, I don't want to say they lose to Pitt, but Pitt seems to have Syracuse's number for whatever reason. 
in Syracuse seems to come out flat in Yankee Stadium uh, the last few times it's been there. And my, my case in point in the game I can't get out of my mind is the 2018 game against Notre Dame where Syracuse put up three points. Uh, and I can't escape that one. I got a bad feeling about Yankee Stadium. I have a bad feeling about Pitt. Uh, I always do because they seem to have Syracuse's number. Uh, I'll say they lose that game because I don't see Syracuse as a team that gets out of this stretch, albeit very simple. Uh, so at that instance, if we mark that down as a loss, that would put Syracuse at six or seven and three. Uh, I think they beat Georgia Tech pretty handedly, right? I'm not. I don't think Georgia Tech is all too good, uh, unless I'm missing something. So that would put them at eight and two. No, nine and two. I mean, or nine and three. No, eight and three at that point. Jeez, Owen, talk, figure some things out. Uh, Georgia Tech lost to Louisville, who is good. Lost to Mississippi, who is good. Beat Wake Forest uh, and beat South Carolina State. Oh, boy. I don't know if they beat them handedly. This is where we go live right here. Let me take a break. Let me think about it. Let me get you an ad uh, from one of our newest sponsors. And then I'll come back and I'll give you my Georgia Tech thoughts. Let me think about this as I talk about our new friends at DoorDash. Do you love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door? With DoorDash grocery delivery, you can stock up for the week or order last minute cravings conveniently. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. It's exactly what you ordered or we'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. Want even more value? You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE at checkout. That's a limited time offer and terms do apply, but that's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Okay, Owen Valentine, rounding out our Locked on Syracuse Tuesday episode. Before the break, I was back and forth on this Georgia Tech game. I'm going to mark it a loss. Hate me. I'll, I'll take it. I don't care. That's going to be back-to-back losses. So they'll drop to Pitt. They'll drop to Georgia Tech. They will be nine and – not nine. They will be eight and three. No, eight and four. No, seven and four. Oh, and figure it out. Uh, seven and four. Uh, and I believe they beat that Wake Forest squad uh, in the season finale in the Dome. So that would be the, the fast recap. They're 4-0 right now. They win against Clemson, 5-0. Lose to North Carolina and Florida State, 5-2. Beat Virginia Tech and Boston College, 7-2. Beat Pitt, or Lose to Pitt and Georgia Tech, 7-4. Beat Wake Forest eight and four, and they play in a bowl game that could be better than the Pinstripe Bowl. It also could not be. We don't know. 
maybe there's a ninth win, that pit game. Maybe I'm just holding a vendetta because I'm angry that they're playing the home game at Yankee Stadium uh, when they played at Yankee Stadium last season and three seasons ago or four seasons ago, whatever it was, right? They play in Yankee Stadium too much to forfeit a home game to do it. Maybe this is me taking my anger out on that. I don't know. What are your season predictions now? I see a lot of people going with nine wins seems to be the threshold uh, or, or the, the bar that a lot of people are looking at. And that's what was so successful, right? That 2018 season that we praised, the best season Syracuse has had in a decade and change, maybe even a little bit more. They were nine and three in the regular season. That seems like the realistic threshold. Syracuse can lose the next three games and have still a sound possibility to be nine and three. And I don't want me saying that they lose my prediction, right? I want them to win every game. My prediction of back-to-back losses against Georgia Tech and Pitt. I don't want that to sound like this season isn't deemed a success. An eight and four season in Syracuse football right now is successful unquestionably. And I need that to be the sentiment. Let me know. What do you think this team does down the stretch? Uh, what is your confidence in Garrett Schrader? What do you want to talk about on tomorrow's episode? I'd probably be a mailbag. Uh, I tweeted it out today at LO underscore Syracuse. Um, if you want to add, throw it in the YouTube comments. I will check those before I record tomorrow's episode uh, or reach out on Twitter with a question or a topic that you want me to hit on tomorrow. Then we get into some more Clemson prep, some more Clemson previews. Dale Sweeney, very, very complimentary of the Syracuse Orange in his press conference today. Uh, We'll break some of that down later in the week uh, and preview what should be an incredible atmosphere in the Dome on Saturday. I'll be there having some fun. Come see me. Come find me. Have a chat. Uh, But until tomorrow, uh, that is where we will leave you. Be kind. Make somebody smile today. Do something good for somebody in the world. I'm Owen Valentine. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.